And good morning. It's half right. Andy is taking the day off today. He's probably either coaching hockey or he's at the convention center uh, riding herd on all three booths of uh, Linda's Construction. But as we mentioned earlier, and we told you about this yesterday, our friend Luke Panic uh, is going to be talking and giving you help about decks, cleaning, building, maintaining. Uh, and Nick, uh, uh, Luke told me a few years ago, I said, do you ever shovel your deck when there's a lot of snow? He says, no. So I've followed your lead for the really? last two years now. Now, is that a good idea? Because that's, you know, it's it's a cedar deck. So it, it's not usually a problem for the deck from a standpoint of, you know, handling it. If I maintain it now all yeah. the time, every yeah. year, every couple of years. I, I've been shoveling mine off. I shouldn't say I have been. Bauer and <laughs> Simon, my, my youngest two boys have been. Uh, just because it piles up in front of the door, and I end up with oh, a yeah, giant right. snow pile, it makes it a challenge to get out, and it stays, it gets so dense and hard that it stays until the end of July. So, yeah. I, I need to get rid of it. But <laughs> so it's really up to you. But it, it, it isn't harming the deck, you know. And we we don't use that end of the house as an entrance and exit anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. But I'm looking for excuses. That's a good excuse. But, but I tell you, uh, Luke uh, Luke Panic is the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction, and Linda's I said it earlier is at the convention center this week. We are. This is the weekend of uh, home and garden show. This is this is the spring big show. It's the it's the best time of year to come down and and start talking and asking questions and planning for the for the for the big spring and summer projects. This is probably I'm just guessing now since our experience over the years that th- this might be one of the largest uh, Lindis exhibits there, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we have multiple booths. So yeah. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of different experts down there to, to get information from and, and get started. Very good. But uh, Luke is, uh, we've been invited Luke here to talk about decks, decking, things like that. So uh, specifically, if you have any kind of a deck question, uh, call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. Don't wait as you know, Luke, sometimes uh, folks will wait till the last few minutes of the show. <laughs> so I got a question, and then yeah. we can't get it in. So uh, the, the earlier, the better. Well, Call it in or text it in. Decks have to be on the minds. Yesterday, uh, it happened to me. It got it was so sunny, and the temperature it was still kind of cold. But it got sunny, and I saw my deck, and I walked by my grill, and that sensation of charcoal smell yeah. came in. And, and an hour later, I had charcoal going grilled up some steaks and uh it's hard not to anticipate this this is the time of year where you start to crave that time outside on a deck yes. or a porch or whatever you have you start with you. thinking about it you you you're eager we've been cooped up we're all shark belly white pale <laughs> norwegians around here and we need some sun and, and and it's exciting time of year i think and that's another reason i should have uh, uh, shoveled my deck because of the steps going down to my grill because I like the charcoal as well. Yep. And uh, so, but it's melted now for the most part. So I, th- you give me an idea. I think I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, today. Now, as far as uh, the uh, the railing system on our deck, it's not. It's a uh, low maintenance. Okay. It's not cedar. It's not cedar. So I don't have to do any of that nasty work. You need to wash it because I believe yours is a composite. Yes, I so- do do that with a uh, with a when I haul the uh, pressure washer. Okay. Out. Okay, good. I don't use the pressure washer on the cedar. I'm not confident to do that. Okay. Well, yeah, that railing you're not going to hurt, but you right. want to rinse off the winter's, winter's muck, the mold. Do you have to use any particular uh, detergent with that, or can you just use the, the pressure washer with just the water? 
just the water is fine if it's not too dirty, but if you've got some stubborn, uh, what we see is the black discoloration, that you should get some detergent out, a brightener, cleaner, whatever, something with, has a little bit of bleach in it. Okay. Then that's what I would use if, if, it, if it doesn't clean up nice and shiny after you, you wash it with the pressure washer. Okay. If you have any kind of a deck question, this is your chance to talk to the expert here, Luke Panic. Uh, either by phone or by text. We're already getting some text messages. There is a line open. We've cleared the lines from the Garden Show, so if you want to call it in, that's fine, too. Same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Okay. Is there a fairly manageable and safe way to clean a deck cedar ceiling? It isn't enclosed with walls, and how soon in the spring can I do it? So they have a cedar ceiling. A cedar, okay, so I'm picturing a covered yeah. a covered yeah. deck that's open aired, which sounds these, like that. These are great. Um, <clears throat> same thing, cedar is cedar, no matter if it's on the floor or if it's on the ceiling. So uh, I'm not afraid to. I, I have a cedar ceiling over our covered porch. Oh, you do? I do. Um, it's cedar cedar faced plywood that has uh, cedar battens, so it's like a, a grid looking ceiling over our porch. And and it, what happens is. It gets covered with, over over time. It gets the spider webs in the corner, oh, sure, the little in yeah. bugs and all that. It's not really getting, you know, dirty, but it, it critters, crit, critters, yeah. critters. So I pressure wash it myself. That's what I do. I get out the pressure washer and the step ladder, and I give it a bath, and and that's how I take care of it. Um, a, a broom first helps, but really the pressure washer does everything and pretty much cleans it up. So that's what I do. Could you wash it with a cleaner? Yeah, me- messy job. You know, because it's over your head. It's over your head, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're a good uh, – I put on a rain suit and rubber boots and start pressure washing. So yeah. that, that's what I do, and, 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 and there's no reason you can't do that. 651-989-9226 is the number for the phone call and text. Let's go to Tim, who's calling from Maple Grove. Hi, Tim. How can we help you? Yeah, my name is uh, Jim, actually. Oh, sorry, Jim. Uh, <laughs> not a problem. I had a question for you. I've got a deck that is about uh, 18 years old, uh, uh, we have footings on the deck that basically are uh, fairly deep that that have held held time held the test of time. But unfortunately, what's happened is they heaved within the first couple of years and it settled down. And um, wanted to know what kind of recommendations you have for trying to um, address that slight pitch upwards that um, the deck has um, from from those footings. Do you recommend uh, cutting down the block a little bit? Do you recommend Cutting down the cedar uh, post. Do you recommend completely replacing the footings? The the, um, the, the there was wa- a water issue that we had for a couple of years, um, settling in that area. That's been resolved, um, but and, and the and the footings have not heaved much since then. Want to know what your recommendations would be? So, Jim, would you say that they've stabilized? You said they moved a bunch the first couple of years. And they, did they move up? So they they came up out of the ground and then they stayed up. Is that what happened? Yeah, they kind of heaved upwards a little bit, probably by a few inches. And there's a little bit of an incline on the deck. Yeah. Um, but the deck is stable. It's, it's perfectly fine. It's just okay. It's aesthetically one of those things needed to get resolved. So it doesn't feel like it's moving. With the season no. every year, it, it did its no. moving and now it's done. So here's here's what I would do. We run in, This is a real common problem. We li, we have a lot of yucky soils over in that part of the, actually all over. But Plymouth and and uh, Maple Grove have a lot of silt and clay and uh, swampy soils that that hold a lot of moisture. And so we we see this. 
What, what I would do, since they've been stable for so long, is I would put a, a temporary beam underneath the deck. I'd lift it up. I'd lift the whole thing up with some jacks and get the pressure off those posts. And then I would cut those posts, however much I needed to get the deck back down to level, and then I'd drop her back down, re-put all the, the uh, zip ties, and uh, not zip ties, but the anchors that are holding it to the posts on your beam there so that it's, that it's level. And <clears throat> that's really all you need to do if those, if those piers are done moving. If they continue to move, then, I, then instead of cutting those posts, I would you know, replace the footings with new footings. All right. Very good. 651-989-9226. We're talking decks this morning, uh, whether to build them, to clean them, to repair them, whatever the case may be. Uh, we have invited Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist from Linda's Construction here on CCO this morning. So get those deck questions ready. We have the rest of the hour to help you out. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. That's L-I-N-D-U-S. You can see those good folks at the Home and Garden Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center going on right now, as a matter of fact. Luke Panic, the deck specialist, is with us. I, I presume, I shouldn't presume anything, but or assume anything, you're going to be at the Home and Garden Show, too? Let's turn your mic on. I will. I'm heading over there after this to yeah. talk with people about decks. That's so good. It's a, it's a good day to come talk to me if you want. If you don't get your questions answered here on the show, head down to the convention center and you can ask Luke in person. You bet. Six, there's a line open if you want to call in or text in, either one, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's go to uh, Lake, Lake Elmo. I think Tim is there. Tim, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question. Question is, does Linda's have a, a limit for the size of the deck that they would install? Like, I have, want to put a deck on, but it's only going to be, oh, 10 feet by 20. No, that's, that's, we that's don't have a limit. Deck. We build big ones, small ones, short ones, round ones. <laughs> we do them all, especially in Lake Elmo, because then I can go to Lake Elmo Inn for lunch or brunch <laughs> is what I'm hoping. Good place. <laughs> oh, have been there phenomenal for restaurant. Yeah, no, absolutely, Tim. We do... 10 by 20 decks all That's the time. That's a pretty good size deck, isn't it? Yeah. You know, an av- I would say our average is a 12 by 16 uh, is probably the average. Oh, interesting. So, you know, 20 is nice. We think about deck sizes a lot of times with how we buy the material. So deck boards come 12 feet long, 16 feet long, and 20 feet long. So uh-huh. typically the decks are either going to be 12, 16, or 20 because it ma- minimizes the waste of the decking, which, which, is a, which is a big deal. It's expensive stuff, so... All right. Very good. Let's see. Who's next? Carol is calling from Minneapolis, I believe. Carol, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I just have a question. We have a small cedar deck that used to be stained, and we cleaned it off, and we used a product, a bare product called Deckover mm-hmm. that um, is for concrete and wood and because you can do it in colors. And we've had some problems with that paint or product kind of bubbling up and so then we redid it again last year, stripped it all down again, redid everything, and then it kind of bubbled up again. Do you know anything that might cause that? Or I do. It doesn't work. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, none of it does. Anything okay. that's a heavy coating, any sort of a heavy coating on top of cedar doesn't okay. work. And it's too bad because that stuff, I know none of these products are cheap. They're expensive. Yeah. And what happens is, what's happening, Carol, is you're, you're putting a, a solid finish over something that is 
constantly changing shape with the swelling of the wood through humidity. So as that is expanding and then now in the winter it gets cold and it shrinks, it expands. So it, it can't adhere to that wood. And so those products just don't work very well. Unless you enjoy that process, it's a never-ending process. So I would avoid that altogether. Stay with a semi-trans or a lighter finish um, <clears throat> that you don't doesn't build a film on top of the wood. It's going to blister off always. So, yeah, okay. and I guess we we've talked about this situation many times, and you've been here. Yes, sanding, sanding, sand that deck, make it look the cedar will come back to new, yeah. and then uh, use something a preservative of some sort that is easy to recoat in the future. All cedar is going to need to be recoated annually, if not biannually, uh, so that it stays looking great. Cedar will rot in f- as early as five years if wow. it's left alone for itself to survive. The, the, end, the, the ends of the boards will wick moisture, soften, grow mold and fungus. It's a very porous wood. It's not the same cedar that we recall from 30 years ago and the redwoods that we had 30 years ago that came from these big old growth trees. We don't cut them down anymore. No, we don't. We are using new growth, retain, you know, renewable cedar that comes from smaller trees that's grown fast and it just doesn't hold up. So it's got to be maintained properly. There you go, Carol. That's a labor of love. No good news for Carol. I'm no, sorry. Good luck. Good luck with that. But that's, that is the solution. Uh, let's see. Mary in Elk River, I believe, has a question for you. Mary, you're on CCO. Hi. Hi. Good morning. 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 Um, I I just have a quick question. Um, we have cedar decking on the north side with uh, railing and spindles and floor, and have constant um, mold and moss growing. Mm-hmm. How do I get rid of it? I have tried bleach. I'm not comfortable using um, a power washer. Okay. So it's just scrubbing. Yes. You're on the north side, so it's 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 in the shade a lot, right? Yes. And is it a wooded area? You have a wooded backyard or is it pretty open air? It's wooded. Yeah. So you've just you've got the perfect, perfect <laughs> place for growing mold and, and growing algae and everything that wants to decay wood. So more off the more often you wash this deck, the better. And it's trying to stay ahead of it. You've gotta have something in your solution that you're using that stops that growth. Some element of bleach. Uh, you can mix your own combination if you want. Just Google Google a solution for that or buy a deck uh, brightener wood conditioner. It just has to be done more often than the deck that faces uh, west or south because you have perfect environment for it. So you don't have to pressure wash. <clears throat> Um, if you if it's to the point where it's like stain and it's looking bad, you certainly it would be worthy of have, having it sanded. Um, but to stay ahead of it, it's it's like a tile shower. You know, you just gotta regularly, regularly keep it clean, and and, and that's about the only thing I can tell you. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Mary, you thank you. Bet. Mary leaves that line open six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Carl is calling this morning from uh, New Hope. Carl, you, uh, you're on with Luke. Good morning. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, my question is, I've got the composite decking, and for the rails, I want to do, I don't want to do composite, I want to do the uh, aluminum, and I'm looking for uh, certain colors. I mean, can you suggest anybody that might have uh, a better selection of, uh, you know, railing with different colors, um, you know, 
kind of go along that line. What what kind of color are you looking for? Uh, it's kind of a beige. A beige. You know, I'm trying to match the trim on the house. Yeah. Okay. The only man the the manufacturer that's most uh, available in our area is called Westbury in the aluminum rail. It's available mm-hmm. in a lot of colors, probably 15 different colors. That that company, that manufacturer has the widest variety of color available. That's an assembled rail system, so you can it comes in a kit. You put it together. Um, you can go to your local, um, you know, aero building center or a lamp. Any of the smaller lumber yards are going to be, when you talk about Westbury aluminum railing, they'll know what you're talking about. They'll have a variety of different styles. They typically stock the what's called the C10, and you can get it in. You, some of these colors you may have to special order, so you might have to wait a couple weeks to get it, but um, that is the aluminum system that will have a variety of colors for you, Carl. All right, very good. Do you ever see much of that in your building? No. Um, it's rare to do a, a cream or a tan. Uh, we Most of the rail systems that people want, and this is a good question, what what color do we – the color of the railing means everything for its purpose. If you want to be able to see what's on the other side of the railing, you want a dark color. You want a bronze or a black because it allows your vision to, to focus on what's beyond I'm it. I'm sure. That's right. If you use a white or a light-colored railing, when you look through it, your eye grabs the railing instead of what's beyond it. So Foreground, not background. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's a, it's a significant difference. And people oftentimes are shocked at how well you can see through a railing that's black or dark. And Never it, thought about that. It's, it's true. Yeah. So golf courses, lakes, anything with scenery in the back. I'm going to show people a dark pictures of railing that have dark colors on them, and they're amazed at how you can see through it. All right. Very good, Carl. A good question. Thank, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Luke, we have to take a quick break here. We have another half hour of the show to go, so folks on the line, hang on, and we're going to pick up on text messages as well. If you want to call in your question about decks or uh, send a text, same number, 651-989-9226. Hey, good morning. We are back talking home improvement, specifically decks and decking with the deck specialist, Luke Panic from uh, Linda's Construction. So if you have that kind of a question, now's your chance. Uh, and when uh, Luke leaves us, you're heading right down a few blocks here to the convention center for uh, the Linda's booth uh, of, are you going to visit all three or are you going to specifically be at one? I'll specifically hang out at our deck booth. So that's where I'll that be. That makes sense. I that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So if you didn't get your questions answered and you were heading down to the Home and Garden Show, uh, check out, and you can talk to Luke in person here in just uh, a little while. You can do it right now. You can call in your question, your deck question, or send the question via text. Same number, 651-989-9226. Jim is calling from Forest Lake. Jim, you're on with uh, Luke on CCO. Hi, Luke. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I, I'm pulling off on an indoor screen, but it's enclosed porch, some composite decking to replace the other decking matching it uh, that blew out. It failed. So my wife wants indoor carpeting here, so I'm going to throw down some three-quarter-inch plywood and then just screw it down really well. But do I have to use construction adhesive underneath it? I'm afraid down the road, if it ever wants to come out, it's going to be a hassle. Thank you. Well, you know, Jim, good question. Love Forest Lake, my alma mater. Hey, uh, if you want here's the the risk of uh, putting down treated plywood without the adhesive, is that you're going to get some squeaking after a while. It's going to, when you're walking on it, you're, it's going to want to squeak. So I would put the construction, I would put the, the one that I've used is called PL400. 
or they make a PL200 anyway. Just, I would do it because it'll stay rock solid and you won't deal with squeaks. So, And actually, you could even nail it. Um, the glue does more than the, the screws or the nails does. So the, all that does is holds it into place. Uh, so I would... I would absolutely use the glue because I just personally don't want the squeaking plywood down the road. All right, very good. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Jim leaves that line open at 651 989 9226. Let's grab some text messages, Luke. Uh, what is the best way to refinish an old EPE deck? And first, tell us what kind of wood that is. EPE, good question. You, we've talked about this before. It's a South American walnut. It's seven times harder than oak. It's a, seven times. Yeah, it's a hard, dense wood. Wow. So using the correct product on this is a must. Penafin is the only manufacturer I know that makes a exotic hardwood finish. It's a specific finish. They even use it on those wood teak boats. That, um, you can refinish with it. So they make a rosewood oil-based product that is specifically for EPE. Other brand names out there are called Tigerwood. Or ironwood. Uh, there's a few different uh, names that uh, people call it, but um, Penofin, P-E-N-O-F-I-N, is the only manufacturer I know that makes a product specifically for exotic hardwoods like that. So that's what I would use. Oh, I'd like to see that. It's gorgeous. I've, I've done a few of them over the years. It's really difficult to work with. You got to drill a pilot hole for every screw. You got to seal all the end cuts that you make. But it is truly a magnificent wood, and it lasts forever. If you do use, which I would and have used Penafin, as you know, yes, uh, is is it the same process? I mean, every yes. couple of years or so, do you yes. do that? Okay, yes, every couple of years for sure. Some last more than others. Mostly, the determining factor of that is where is it located yeah. and what is its circumstance. You know, like the gal we talked to earlier with the north side and the shade. You know, that the shade that's going to grow mold no matter what the, the surface. Perfect is. storm, no yeah. matter what the surface yeah. is. So, all right, let's. We have a bunch of text messages. I don't want to forget about. Uh, what about, Texter says, stainless steel railings with steel cable, vertical? Beautiful. Uh, if That is a great railing for view to be able to see through it. One of the most expensive railings that you can install is a stainless steel cable railing, but also the most transparent, uh, better than even glass, I think. The, the, I, the It's quite often that I get asked about horizontal cable railing, and I really hesitate to do that because if there's a, ever going to be a child on a deck, they can climb that like a ladder, and that makes me nervous. So I do prefer the vertical cable systems that they have now that aren't as easy to climb. You mentioned glass. Is that used a lot? No. I wouldn't think Not so. a lot. Uh, I've used it a few times. Um, now, I, if somebody wants it, I typically encourage them to use a glass baluster. You can buy balusters they're just strips of glass, basically four to six inches wide. They're a thick glass. So you still have some air moving around. Oh, okay. You tend to put the glass up all the way around and you stop all the the air, these big sheets of glass. I'm thinking are, of cleaning. Yeah. The, you know, some people say that it's not a big deal, but I I just know we have a couple of dogs and that, that would be a nightmare for us. So <laughs> I, I typically try to talk people out of it and I'll show them how good they can see through a dark railing, and they go, oh, I never thought of that. And, you know, you can really see well through dark railing, and it's, you know, a third the cost. So that's usually where we end up. A lot easier to maintain, too. Yeah, huh? but some places it makes sense. You know, if you've got a condo on Marco Island, you're looking at the ocean, it's perfect. But not up here. We don't all have that. No, we don't all have that. All right, let's see. Texter says, uh, I'm wondering what the best product for an under-deck ceiling system 
over a concrete patio with a gutter system for drainage. Deck is 12 by 20. Very good question. A very controversial question. Why is that? Because they don't work 100%. None of these underdeck systems are 100% waterproof in our climate. Because we have the freeze-thaw process, they're not 100% waterproof. The best ones, um, the, the one that we use if we're going to install one is called Inside Out. It's made by a company called Quality Edge. Not a cheap product but it's a very quality product. It's made out of aluminum. When you look up at it, it looks like a tongue-and-groove ceiling. You can get it in a lot of different colors. Uh, I think that is the best one. There are uh, TimberTech themselves makes a product called Dry Space. Um, there is a brand called Under Deck. And Trex makes one uh, as well that is a sealed uh, drainage pan system that goes underneath the decking so you have to put it on before you install the decking. That is a good system also. Then you can put any type of ceiling that you want because it's actually within the joist cavity. So there's a bunch of them, but just be be aware that it isn't, you know, you're not going to want to put a, an Italian leather sofa underneath this deck. <laughs> it is not going to be 100% waterproof all the time. It will leak here and there, but for the most part, it's going to drain the water. I call them drainage systems. I don't call them roofs or ceilings. Because they do a great job of that, but they're not waterproof. They're not waterproof. That's good to, to keep in mind. Texter wants to know, what can I expect? And it's hard to do from time to time, and you might be able to get a ballpark figure here. What can I expect the per square price to be for a 20 by 20 ASIC deck with five stairs? The <clears throat> What we see, and this is from Remodeling Magazine, every year they put out an issue called cost versus value. It's kind of like uh, Kelly Blue Book for cars. Oh, sure. Yeah, good where analogy. They, yeah, where they average the cost of projects. The average deck um, in the Twin Cities uh, area, Minneapolis-St. Paul area, uh, the average deck's about twenty five to 30000 <clears throat> and that's for a, a smaller deck than what you just asked me about. And with just a couple of steps. So that's the – and where they get that information, a lot of people are like, well, how do they know what the average – well, every deck you apply for a permit, and every permit has a dollar amount put on oh, it. Oh, it does. So, yeah. So how much is the deck going to cost? And, and a lot of times that's how they determine your permit fee. So they're able to gather this information. Not only can they figure – they can find out how much – they also figure out how many decks were done in this city, this city, this city, this city, based on permits. Same thing with how many windows were installed. Anything that involves a permit, I'll have a number tied to it, and they can figure out, you know, how much these jobs cost. So it's pretty accurate information. It also averages, however, if you – if Denny, if you decide to, to uh, build your own deck yeah. and you spent 12000 on the materials and you put down 12000 that's a, that dilutes them. That lowers the average because most people are not going to do their own deck. They're going to pay somebody. So you, if it costs half as much because you you did the, all the work, so that number is generally lower than the real number. Now, the the strangest thing or what people want to pay attention to if you are thinking about buying a deck is that procrastination is your enemy because two years later when we look at these reports, the the costs of the deck have gone up over $3,000. Sure they have. Just like any construction project, procrastination is your enemy. You're better off to do it sooner than later if you know you're going to do it. Interesting. Yes. So they get a lot of data with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. That's the text number. If you want to talk to Luke about decks, decking, that's our focus today on the show. Uh, here's one, a text uh, that says, our deck needs refinishing. Not sure what's on it but it has bare wood spots in some areas with paint 
appearing areas everywhere else. How do we proceed with cleaning and finishing? You and watch we're... Denny's YouTube video on how to rent a sander from Menards. <laughs> ride Sa- the wild r- bull. Ride the bull. Uh, for sure, sand. Anytime there's paint on there, strippers are just not a great way. Right. You just be. Dis- I mean, you'll go through the, a similar amount of work, and you'll get done, and you go, "This doesn't look very good." So, sand needs to be sanded off, and then use a, a lighter, uh, semi-transparent uh, deck preservative of some sort. But you can hire people to sand, right? Yeah, I, there's plenty of hardwood flooring companies that will come out oh, that, that are used to. They, they've got the exact same equipment um, that that they use to sand. You know, an old oak floor or maple floor, they come out and sand your deck. Some decks are made, you know, ready for that more so than others. If the railing's mounted on top or on the side, you know, you just have to have somebody come out and look at it. But it can all, it can certainly be sanded professionally. Yeah, that's still the best, isn't it? Absolutely. Get, get rid of that stuff. Luke, hang on. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Just a reminder, you can see Luke and some other good Lindis folks there at the Home and Garden Show, which is going on right now this weekend at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll talk more about that. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show brought to us by Linda's Construction. You want to get uh, connected with those folks, either if you're going to head to the uh, convention center, home and garden show this weekend. Uh, you can see they have three booths there now this weekend. Uh, if you can't make it there, I know, Luke Panic, you can get the same deal. Tell us uh, some of the deals on the windows, on the uh, leaf guard uh, gutter system. Yeah, we do this this time of year. Um, we always do free labor or typically do free labor on, we're doing a GAF shingles, uh, our, our windows, which we have season guard or Marvin infinity. Great windows, by the way. Yeah, I have, I have them too. Um, and then, uh, what else we got? Leaf guard. GAF shingles. GAF shingles. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing our, still doing our heat map analysis. So we've got, we've got good, great deals. It's a great time to investigate all of those products. Yeah. And ask about that when you, if you stop by, you can call in this too. But if you're at the home and garden show, ask them about that uh, heat map analysis. That's a neat deal. Yeah. It's people always like to see, um, what we do. And I do these occasionally. We walk around your house and kind of see, are we missing? What surprises people is when we find a, maybe a wall cavity that has no insulation that they didn't know. About. They go, oh, that, that room is always cold over there. Now we know why. There's just a big void. There was no insulation. And without the infrared, you can't see that. Yeah. That really is a great test to yeah. see, you know, you can really get specific so you don't have to waste money throwing Insulation where it doesn't belong. That's right. Like that. That's right. All right. Uh, and again, it's one eight hundred Leafguard. If you want to call them, one eight hundred Leafguard is the easiest number to remember. Or get online, lindasconstruction.com. We're talking about decking, deck specifically today on the home gar- home show. Uh, texter says this, Luke. I bought a house and the deck was painted. Here we go again. Here we go. And is now peeling. I want to strip it clean so I can stain it. How do I do that? How do I clean up that mess? Um, well, there's there's another comment, but not from the same texture. But but we've addressed this already. But give us another another summary of how do you get rid of that? We know we got to sand it. That's the best way. Sand it all off and start clean. Yeah, that's it. And use as far as a stain, a preservative. A preservative. Um, it's going to penetrate. That's going to penetrate and not be a surface top coat that'll rub right off. All right. Um, yeah. Sadly, once applied, now, I don't know. This is what this is return, referring to. Well, it must have been the other stuff. You can't remove it. Got uh, get back to the bare wood. Wish we would have known that before using it. That must have been a referral to that previous. Yes. You know, any thick paint like that just does not work. And no. I, I wish I mean, we've been saying this for years, for as long as I, you and I have been talking, Dax. I wish 
I wish everybody would know, but it, it's 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 tempting. You're in the store, your deck looks terrible. Oh, this product tells you these wonderful promises, and when you bring it back, they, they don't know what to say. There's still no free lunch. No right. free lunch. All right. I have perennials growing, Texter says, under my deck, but would like to power wash the deck with some products, and I'm wondering how early in the spring would uh, be advised so I don't damage the perennials. What do you guys do when you when you clean or when you're building it? You you protect them somehow. That's a question for the previous hour. Yeah, the lawn and garden. I don't know what. Well, what. I've read to cover them up or certainly wet them down. Wet them down before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I I don't know. I usually there's not a lot of plant life underneath decks because they just don't get much sun. But maybe around the periphery. Around the peripheral, yeah, yeah. I would say cover them. It would be because you can cover them with. Actual plastic temper, you know, so I that, think and that's a good idea. Un, so nothing gets on them, and then and then uncover them right away, of course, because they can't survive underneath that for very long. But I would completely cover them, I think, and because you don't want that to get in right next to the soil there either. So I think some really, of the uh, Luke, some of the uh, directions I've read on some of the products, like a cleaner, brightener condition, whatever, say to if, if you have plants or shrubs around the area. Wet them down first them down before you do that. So it gives them a little bit of protection. Sure. 651-989-9226 is the phone number, is the text number. Bob is calling from Hopkins, I believe. Bob, you're on with Luke. Good morning. Good morning. morning. For taking, thanks for taking mm-hmm. my call. I have an early composite deck, probably 15 years old. I think the product was called Rhino. Sure. And it's uh, developed uh, black stains, particularly where it's shaded, which I assume is mildew or something. I've power washed it and, uh, you know, used deck cleaner. It still doesn't come clean. Is there any tips that you might have or any coating or anything that could make it look better? Uh, aggressive. Uh, I would I would think about a wire brush. Does it have a natural grain to it or is it like a stamped grain that's in this one? It's, it's a stamped grain, uh, and it's, it, it's, it's one of the old ones that doesn't have a protective yeah. coating on the outside of it. Yeah, and that's that's a common problem. Um and I I don't the answer is I don't have a a perfect solution because a wire brush would be great, but it's going to it's going to it's going to scratch the surface. Um so I would use it maybe a, a nylon a, a real stiff nylon brush uh up the bleach content a little bit to see if you can get rid of that black discoloration with the bleach. Um, it's going to take out some of the color too when you do that, but the the mold is certainly a troublesome thing to look at. So uh, it's not an easy thing to clean after the fact, but the 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 secret is to clean it regularly so it doesn't start uh, to keep that keep something on there. Regular maintenance. But good luck, Bob. That's a tough job, and that's why yeah. that's why we try to avoid those things. There's there's a lot of temptation to buy cheap composite, and even cheap composite is still more than twice as much as wood, and then. And if you don't take care of that cheap composite, we're regularly cleaning it, you're going to be real unhappy like Bob here. So these exposed composites that people get tempted to buy are big mistakes. They expand, they contract, they crack. I mean, we heard a caller earlier talking about removing old composite from his porch that had busted and cracked. There's a lot of cheap stuff out there. It's worth the money to buy the good stuff and only do it one time. Absolutely. Uh, text, as you know, Luke, we have great smart listeners and a lot of uh, solutions for ver- various things. Here's one, and maybe you've been familiar with this. I haven't heard of this product. Tell the last caller, Texter says, which was a caller or two ago, to look and buy a product online called Clean Smart. Clean Smart. Yeah, one Never one. heard of it. No, nope, nor did I. It kills mold, fungus, bacteria, and viruses 
but it's super safe to humans and uh, non-toxic. It's related to bleach, but like a safer version. Texter says it won't take the color away from old, but the mold will be dead. It's completely non-toxic to humans. No gloves, no mask. Used to work there. Don't anymore. But she could spray it often. It would be way easier than the bleach. So I don't know. It's something we could, somebody could Google. Clean smart. Hmm. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. All right. Let's see. We still have some, uh, well, we have a couple of minutes to go here. Uh, Texter says, my question has to do, had to do with the deck over product. Even sanding is tough. Gums up the sander. And there's a a sad face here with that. Everyone I know has used it and has had problems with it. Should never be recommended for wood. You don't disagree with that? No. Yeah. But there's no question there. It was just a comment. Sure. Does, another text, does composite decking boards wick moisture on the ends of the boards? Yes. Composite does. Composite. And that's what we're going back to. The guy that had to take his, uh, uh, I think it was Tim, was removing composite decking. It's not supposed to, but because these, these composite boards that have wood flour mixed into it, with PVC, the wood still does what wood does. It grows mold. We're hearing we're hearing complaints about mold growing. Well, that isn't glow, growing on the PVC. It's growing on the wood that's in there. It's and then that wood is able to swell and split and crack. So avoid them. Is All my right. opinion. All right, we have less than a minute to go. Luke, thanks for being here today. Ever should uh, ever treat the underside of a deck is the final question. You can. You don't need to if it's built out of treated lumber. You're just doing it for the purpose of the appearance. All right. If it makes you feel better. Makes you feel better, go ahead. All right. Again, uh, you're going to be at the Home and Garden Show at the Linda's booth there. We're heading there now. And, uh, again, for any kind of a deal, uh, tell us again on the uh, uh, windows. Free labor on the windows, gutters, GAF shingles. Yeah. So a great, great time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have a good show. Thank there. you. It's good to see you again. Luke good Panic. to see you. Luke Panic from Linda's Construction. And by the way, if you can't make it to see the Linda's folks at the Home and Garden Show, you can call them. Uh, they have a website, too, lindasconstruction.com. But again, the easiest number to remember we always give you is 1-800-LEAFGUARD.